Some guy walks up to me in the middle of Munich. He says to me, This is the Rich Eisen Show. Aren't you Susie Schuster's husband? No. With guest host Susie Schuster, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. If I'm Vrabel, I'm just like, here, Derek, here's the ball. Touchdown, tight, Derek Henry. Earlier on the show, Rich Eisen. Coming up, ESPN host Jeremy Shep. 49ers defensive end, Nick Bosa. Cardinals defensive end, J.J. Watt. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Hi, everybody. Susie Schuster here for the second hour of the Rich Eisen Show while Rich recuperates from a rough case of the Hmong coming off of Munich, but he'll be back in the chair on Monday unless I lock him in the guest room and back with you all on NFL Game Day Sunday on NFL Network. 844-204-RICH is the number to call. Chris Brockman, Jay Felly, and What's TJ up, Jefferson Susie? here on hey. a Mimosa Friday. Happy to be with you I guys mean, again. Two glasses in. I'm, I'm just saying. saying wow. Yeah. Wow. So, someone's a little bit ahead of the game. Jeez. Uh, I, I love taking phone calls. I'd like to get a couple in before we go to Nick Bosa. So, Terzo, what do you have for us? Hey, what's up, Susie? Terzo. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey. Hey, hey, TJ, man, we know we've been giving you a lot of flack for the Price is Right debacle, but I'm, I'm with the we guys. Have been? You need to bring in the ping pong <laughs> table. <laughs> how's that, how's that benefit in, you, though, Terzo? Here's the question. How would the ping pong table benefit you if I brought it in? Just, just 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 by you beating Brockman at any point in time and talking about it well, would that's be enjoyable. Tr- okay, well then that that is beneficial. Okay, I see I mean, what look, you're fan- fantasy builds character, Terzo. I'm really good at ping hey, pong. Man, I, that's I, the I, thing. Hey, hey, I just love it. With the World Cup not selling soccer, I think I heard something on NPR this morning that they can lose out on like 75 million in endorsements from Budweiser, and it just makes me wonder who's actually running the World Cup. Is it is it FIFA or is it is it Qatar? Because right now it just seems like the government government of Qatar bought the World Cup, and they're just imposing their will on it. Right? Yep. Yeah. You have your answer. I and saw you know, a journalist. Ago, they were threatening to break his camera, and he was like, "Wait a minute! You invited us here, and you want to break my camera? My job is to take pictures, yeah. and you're not letting me take pictures." And, and yeah, I saw this last week. The and Dutch I was like, journalist. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be bad." And you know, That's years terrible. ago, Brazil yeah, didn't want to sell bad. beer either. Brazil Brazil has a very tight alcohol. Um, registration limit, and basically FIFA had to talk them into accepting selling Budweiser, I believe it was. Again, yes, $75 million commitment from Budweiser to have their red and white striped refrigerators everywhere. Again, I find it very ironic that it is uh, allowed in luxury suites, but not out for everyone else just walking into the game. Oh, is that how it is? Mm -hmm. Well, well, of course, yeah. It's, it's, It's the upper class against the lower class, and we know how that goes, especially kind of in those areas. Um, also, I was going to, uh, you know, I'm kind of bummed that we don't get football in Buffalo this weekend, man. I would be there. I'd bundle up. I would want to be in that snow. I think it would just be awesome. And it's, I kind of feel that we're being kind of robbed of that. But seeing how much snow that Von Miller's truck's buried under, I kind of get it. Yeah, see, I agree. I think Buffalo would have shown up. But I think some of the players may have uh, had to put on snowshoes to get out there. You know, when the Bills first put out plans for their new stadium, I don't know if you remember this, Chris. I immediately said on there, well, why don't they have a dome? And then Seriously. on Twitter, when I still had a Twitter, people just were like, no, we don't want a dome. We want the elements, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, if this happens again and you had a dome, you wouldn't have to worry about going to Detroit. You know? Well, exactly, exactly. Um, and this, 
I think it's just it's just kind of a bummer, I but I think at least at this point, Gabe Davis hopefully gets in the end zone because I have him on my fantasy team as well, and I got I got to represent the Carl's League. <laughs> I got Gabe Davis, so does Brockman, so does Rich, so so, oh, so does Feller. We're all Team Gabe Davis. We're all. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> hey Terzo, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Be well, brother. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your mimosas. Oh, Thank we'll you. Do, brother. Yeah, TJ's having a good time with this. We will take all of your calls. But first, before we do that, I want to get to a conversation that Nick Bosa had with Rich. He is on the he is on the Mercedes-Benz van's phone line. This is a conversation from a day ago with Nick Bosa and Rich. Here we go. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show in advance of the San Francisco 49ers taking on Arizona in the final international series game of the year. This one in Mexico City. He is the perennial pro bowler from San Francisco, Nick Bosa. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic. <laughs> it sounds like you are. I'll be honest. It sounds like you're, you are doing exactly that. Um, how is the current stretch of the 49er season reminiscent to you to, say, last year's run and the Super Bowl run of a couple years ago, Nick? Um. You know, I think it's still early. Uh, I think December football and end of November here is really when you figure out where you're headed. But um, I, I love where we're at for sure. I see just as much potential in this team as those other teams for sure. Uh, I think we're still putting it all together as a team and um it, it was nice this past week to get some guys back on offense, so it felt like the full, uh, full stable guys in there. So, um, you know, I'm loving our team, and I'm liking how we've bounced back from some of the hard times that we faced early this year. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to keep it rolling. But it does seem to me you're you're rolling on defense right now. Are 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 you not? Would you think that there's room for? more improvement on that front Nick definitely room for improvement always um I think we've had two pretty darn good games um where we've really settled down in the second half and not really allowed much um but I think it it's just a matter of uh, being that rock for the team and our offense having that confidence that um they don't have to score every time because we're gonna going to hold them no matter what what the talent is on the other side uh we just we had a little some lapses um throughout that like three game stretch early on and after we started out really hot and um i think we're getting back to who we are okay and who you are i mean last year you came so close to the super bowl a couple of years ago you you made it, um, and you know if you want to talk about a through line, it, it definitely is the defense balling out. And then there's Jimmy G. How how has he um, how has he brought I guess some stability to what you guys have done and continuity to what you guys have done, Nick? Yeah, I mean uh, we love Jimmy. We always have, and um, he's been our guy. Uh, this year started off different with Trey and. Um, when when Kyle made the decision to bring Jimmy back in and as the backup, it really gave us uh, some security feeling, just knowing that in a league where quarterbacks mean so much, if, if one does go down, we have a guy who's experienced and is a 
big time winner. So uh, it was it was a great it was great news to all of us. Um, and unfortunately, it, it did happen like that. And, and Jimmy's our guy now. So um, yeah, I mean he's he's brought us as far as we could possibly go, other than winning it all. So uh, we have extreme confidence in him, and um, also the guys that surround him. I've got uh, Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers here on the Rich Eisen Show in advance of the Monday Nighter that you'll be able to also hear on Westwood One, just like this show on so many stations, uh, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, um, in that game in which Trey Lance went out for the season, that was a win over Seattle. Seattle just lost uh, in Germany, and now they're on a bye week. Do you have an opportunity to take over first place in this division is that something that you guys are discussing right now, Nick, for Monday? Um, I don't think it's being discussed too much, but we did, we were obviously watching that. Uh, like, well, not watching it, but watching the score of it, um, that game in Germany, I think it was. And uh, you always like to see your division lose. So, um but we know that it's going to come down to those division games late in the year is really when it's going to be decided. So I think we got Seattle later on um, at their place. And then obviously two games against Arizona still. So there's a long way to go before playoff picture is set. And um, our goal is always just to get in, but being winning the division is um, definitely a, also a big goal of ours. Well, you missed, if you didn't watch the broadcast, you missed a hell of a performance of who was calling the game, uh, Nick. That, you know, that, that was... Uh, who was that? That was me. I, 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 oh, yeah. I, I was calling the game in Germany. Um, so. Very nice. Did you make the trip? Oh, I did. Oh, I made it there. I'm still jet-lagged out of my skull right now, you know. Uh, um, so, but uh, you missed it, though, is all I'm saying. Uh, I can send you a link if you're interested. You know. Yeah, I think that's how I'll spend my off day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, I think you. that's not a bad deal. Uh, Nick Bosa here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, there was some con, uh, con, uh, talk uh, of that game about the turf that they were playing on, and I know you and several others, George Kittle, a teammate of yours, and many other prominent players in the league, uh, are talking about the playing surfaces in the NFL right now. And I'd love to give you the floor on what you have been talking about with your colleagues and want fans to know uh, about the playing surfaces that you're on. I mean, it's just uh, at this point of, of where the NFL's at with all the money we make. And obviously the old crusty veterans could call us um, soft for even talking about it, but that's just silly for not wanting to improve um, the situation for the players. And uh, I mean, a lot of guys uh, have these injuries and it's not just the acute injuries that happen on on the field um, from the sticky turf or whatever it is. Um, It's, it's the wear and tear from when you're a little kid um, being on turf all day and, and then going to high school and being on turf, like that stuff is, it's not a natural surface. It's not, doesn't have a root system that 
tears and, and moves with you while you're moving and takes some of that brunt out of your body. It just goes straight into your joints. And um, I'm sure coaches could tell you just from standing on it all day that it's there's a difference there. So, I mean, it's, it's just you watch soccer, you watch um, rugby and all these sports, and then you, you look at the NFL who probably makes – close to the same money or more i'm not exactly sure um and we can't have 32 teams that play on grass it's it's weird to me and um i've dealt with injuries from it so those are things that last a lifetime i mean getting surgery is something that you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life whether whether it's uh, a successful surgery or not um and it's just it's very a, a big passion of mine to uh, try and get as much movement towards that as I can, um, but uh, who knows? Well, I know that the the slit firm or turf fields that uh, that that the NFLPA is talking about specifically. One of them is in New Jersey uh, in MetLife, where you got hurt a couple of years ago and definitely affected you and the entire season of the 49ers in, in that respect as well. Nick, have you spoken to the man who signs the checks there and Jed York about this very subject? Have you had conversations with him on this? Yeah, I have. I've talked to Jed about it and obviously we play on grass and he, he's one of the owners that really takes care of his players. Um, and that's his, one of his top priorities. So, um, I mean, I don't want it to become a just, that turf is bad mm-hmm. conversation because it's it's we should all be on grass it's not it's not like halfway let's get this better turf how about put us on grass roll it out every game like i don't know yeah that's just my take yeah, on sure it. so do you think is there any effect that you think you're gonna have on this i mean what, what do you think your initial because it was a quite a social media blitz you know you kittle cooper cup just to name three there were so many of them uh i right. saw um so. yeah i mean it seems like this is more than ever um more than ever like you're hearing a lot about it so it's definitely in the minds of a lot of people it's just hard to make changes in this league i mean when you go through the CBA process and you're negotiating and you realize just how hard it is to to get anything done as a players association um, and something that's going to cost a lot of money. Um, it seems like a long shot just because it's been the way it is for so long. Mm-hmm. But um, it'd be great if, if somehow we could get a rule in there that maybe like any new stadiums that are built have to be grass or so eventually it'll it'll be the way we want it but um but yeah i mean i i play on grass for the majority of the year and then go out and warm up on turf before a game i'm like how the hell is this even possible i'm standing on plastic beads right now and we're about to play the most violent game men could play at and we're a bunch of ginormous super athletes and we can't have a grass field underneath us it's weird 
Nick Bosa here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so you've got the game against Arizona on Monday night, and then the Saturday, uh, the, the Sunday following, you've got New Orleans at home. Uh, where are you going to be that Saturday before the home game in New Orleans? Where are you going to be? What are you going to be doing that Saturday, Nick? <laughs> what do you think? Um, what are you going to do? Probably going to be in meetings during the game. <sighs> so, because I remember I was last year, which probably a good thing yeah I mean, um, <laughs> so um do you want me to give you updates during your meeting i can hit you up if you want me to do that that's what i do for a living sure is i give updates that, uh, i give updates for a living you to do that? pretty sure i'll have a pretty good update but um i'm pretty excited for this one it's it's one of the probably the highest ranked matchup that they've had that's Has true been a one and two Ever? Yeah, there has. It was back in the day, I think in the early, uh, the mid-aughts, uh, Troy Smith was the the Ohio State quarterback. I think I said that right. I said the, 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 um, so, yeah. and, because uh, I don't want to disrespect. Um, and uh, that was at the horseshoe as well. Uh, I don't, I think Georgia might spoil the one versus two-ness of it all, but um, it's going right. to be lots of It's going to be a huge game. and It, it will. Uh, I think our defense is playing better this year, but. It'll definitely be a challenge uh, stopping the run against Team Up North. What do you so. think? Oh, God, come on, you, come on, Nick. You can say the word Michigan. Oh, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Can't you? You can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not there. Do you, do you X out? Do you do the X out of the M's too? Do you really do that too? Come on, you're better than that. Every M that I write. Oh my, they do a lot of writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, all right. You know, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big. It's a pretty big. What do you think of that kid who dominated Penn State? What, what uh, with JTT? What do you think of him? Yeah, he's unbelievable, right? Do you speak to him at all? Coming along, yeah. Do you, I think Coach Jay is starting to get him. He get killed him. Going. Him. I, he, I think he's a sophomore, right? I I I don't know. I I would like him to leave as fast as possible, and I haven't seen him play against Michigan yet. But what he that was one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen from a kid um, or anybody in in uh, defense on on the defense. Yeah, side. I mean the stat line was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep that tradition of pass rushers coming out of uh, Ohio State. Yeah, I've heard of that See. one. Yeah. Okay. Very good. See, I I just I I'm I'm trying my best here. I'm trying my best, and I appreciate you calling <laughs> You're in doing right good. now. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, safe journeys to Mexico and back, sir. I appreciate the time here. Good luck to you, and let's uh, let's stay in touch, if you don't mind. Sounds great. You got I appreciate it. you having me on. I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that, and I will send you the link so you can spend your time on the off day marveling <laughs> in my ability to do more than one thing um, well. So I appreciate that. Nick, thank you. Appreciate Sounds it. good. Go Buckeyes. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, very good. Are we, are we, is this thing still on? Thank I you. That's, so Nick, that's Nick Bosa right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, he had to get the Buckeyes <laughs> in, didn't he? Oh, that poor Rich. was amazing. Nick Bosa knows what time it is. <laughs> Nick Bosa broke Rich's heart so many times in that interview. Like, number one, not watching him last Sunday. <laughs> not a right Or on his off day. Number two, the Buckeyes. Number three, scratching out M's. It's, it's, it's a lot for poor Rich to take. All right, when you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening them up. You're sorry, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential. 
The potential to do your own thing, to be your own boss, steer your own success, and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set. To help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check all of those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you work, live, and play out your dreams, no matter how off the beaten path they'll take you. And with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or a diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, and now available in all-wheel drive. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them, go. So here's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Do not wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. When we come back, barbecuer extraordinaire and uh, just a great man about town, Jeremy Schapp. Jeremy Schapp joins us next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed passion drive and patience The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show and... One of my favorite guests to go to, I mean, I have a pocket of guests, right, TJ? There's there's a certain coterie of guests that I, I like mean, to bring to the Rich Eisen your show. Your Rolodex is deep. It is with, deep. With names. With names, but not... Not just regular jabroni names, either. I'm talking no, like but names. Names, but at the top of the list of the wish list is always one Jeremy Schapp, ESPN. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Susie. How are you? You sound dejected. You sound. You need to get up and more excited to hear no, from me. I'm good. Me. I'm good. I was just. I've, I'm still thinking about the Sprinter van. It's been like four minutes. I've been picturing myself behind the wheel of a Sprinter, and um, you are on the Mercedes-Benz van's read, phone line, by the way. That was. I'm sorry. What? You you are on the Mercedes-Benz van's phone line. So um, no, I know that's why I'm thinking about it. Right. And um, yeah, it was just. It really. It just. It just 
sucked me in, and it's all I've been able to think about. I think that was Berman a second ago. I heard his voice, but I was still thinking about the van, and now it's all-wheel drive. You did hear the schwa. (laughs) I got three kids. I mean, I need the room. I'm going to try it. I have two things to tell you about the Mercedes-Benz van's uh, phone line and and our Sprinter van. (laughs) I love doing Uh it from here because last week I was at the beach with my kids because it's Southern California. And somebody had a Sprinter van. They made it into a surf shack. So I was in Malibu. There I was in Zuma Beach. And there was a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van turned into like a hangout, a Shangri-La, a surf shack. The guy had put his surfboard rack on the top. I see see what you mean. And they they lined the inside with beds. And they were just chilling out watching the surf man. You can do many things. Yeah, and think about what you could do because, you know, for your bucket list, you could make this into a barbecue shack. (laughs) That's right. That's right. There's probably some way to equip it with some smoking equipment, maybe a big green egg. I I don't want to talk brands. You know, some kind of Kamado style. You just did. You you just talked brands, Jeremy. Well, you know, I hope they're. I hope they're listening. (laughs) How are you? It's good to hear you. You only call me when you know you want me on the radio and. You well, know, it's yeah, a little hurt. But yeah, that's Jeez. okay. That's okay. It's it's a transactional relationship. <laughs> I understand that, but that's. But what if I said you never call fine. me? What does that mean on the years. transactional relationship? I'm sorry. You never call me, so I mean, at least I call you when point. I want something. I actually don't believe that I've seen you in person in like six years. Yikes. I think it's something like that. I remember it was. I believe this is how I. I Keep track of time. I think it was the day after Muhammad Ali died. Yeah, yeah. Last time that I saw you. And you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jeremy basically came with Rich and me on our honeymoon, almost. (laughs) Actually, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Jeremy was the last guy in the room the night of our wedding, remember? That's true. And then we went to Spain, whatever. And then we went to Spain uh, right after our honeymoon with you. So basically, I mean, it's kind of like, that's, that's, that's a tight like, I ship. Was, I was almost, I. You I guys aren't Mormon, are you? <laughs> wow. Well, I think, I um, think you know the answer to that one, but whatever, TJ. I'm drinking. I'm sorry. We're having mimosas here, Jeremy. Before we get to your dock, and by the way, I'll be in the city in December, so I, I'd like to see you. Um, before we get to your dock. Uh, <laughs> is that a drop, Jay Philly? I mean, promises, promises. You My phone is cold promises, from you. Promises. You knew okay. you would okay. make it. It's all right. Yeah. Let's. This is my Brian Gumbel moment. Let's move on to a documentary that took the took um, the attention of America to ESPN the other day. The band is on the field. Can you just tell us a little bit about how much fun it must have been to do that documentary? Because. The the guys, the names that are involved in it, some of the most joyous video of all times in sports. What was it like putting this together? Yeah, it's, you know, well, as usual, these things, as you're well aware, Susie, um, uh, I didn't do much. You know, the producer, Simon Baumgart, Mike Shallow did all the real work. And I, I came in and did, I don't know, uh, a half dozen or so interviews. You know, but, you know, putting it together, um, you know, as a team, um it was a lot of fun. I, 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 I tend to overstate these things, but I do consider it the greatest moment in the history of sports. And, <laughs> and if you bear with me, I'll explain 
why. I mean, it, you know, we've seen it so many times now, right? We're talking about the play that ended the Cal Stanford game uh, on November 20th, 1982, 40 years ago this Sunday. Five laterals, uh, the touchdown scored as... You know, uh, the Stanford band was on the field. Kevin Moen, the Cal defensive back, who scored. He's weaving through the band. They're trailing 20 to 19 with four seconds to play. Okay? So Cal has uh, just fallen behind 20 to 19 after Stanford kicks uh, a 35-yard field goal with eight seconds on the clock. But after it goes through the uprights, there's still four seconds on the clock. So Stanford's got a kick. Cal's got to receive, and they keep it alive, and they score. I mean, how many football games have you watched? How many football games have we all watched? Um, it just doesn't happen, right? I mean, it doesn't happen the way that that happened there. It, 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 take the band out of the equation, right? Imagine that the Stanford band was never on the field at all, not to mention the dozens, scores of other people beyond the band who were on the field at the time that the touchdown uh, actually was scored. Uh, you know, on the field of play, but just a game ending like that, a Division One college football game with bowl implications, and on the losing side, you've got one of the greatest players in the history of the sport, John Elway, was the Stanford quarterback. They've just seemingly fashioned this remarkable comeback for the ages, and now you have this five-lateral play uh, that wins it in one of you know the great rivalries in college sports. Uh, it's, it's just, it's remarkable, uh, you know, what happened. And then there's the band element as well, everything else. And, and this is 40 years ago, but there are no cell phones. There are no replays in the moment. Nobody knew what was going on. If you're, if you're one of the people in the stadium that day and you just witnessed this, you really have no idea. Did that really just happen? And it took hours before people saw video of it. Um, and, and, you know, could kind of process what had happened. I, I really think, um, you know, there's, there's something about this play that uh, transcends sports, and it is about hope, and it is about, um, uh, it, it, it is about keeping faith, and, and it's also about preparation because there were things that happened in the play that, um, you know, uh, um, only happened because of the way that Cal approached that moment and approached practice all that season. Yeah, it's just so much fun to watch, and you have to think it could never happen again. I mean, I watched it again and again. We had Ron Rivera on the other day, so I watched a little bit in advance of having right. him on. And it just seems preposterous for all of us who spend our lives on the sideline. Like, how the hell did the band get on the field? <laughs> well, the band got on the field. I mean, you know, well, here's what happens, right? If If you know, they make the tackle. The band's out on the field already. Band's you know, all ready uh, to band, celebrate. Very, band's ready to celebrate. Very, they come down, yeah, they come down to the field, you know, as the game is winding down. Um, and, uh, you know, they're ready to perform win or lose, although they certainly thought in that moment, not when they started walking down, perhaps, but by the time they get down to the field, you know, naturally you think, you know, this is a winning performance. We're going to perform. They're all the way back at the end zone. There's not a lot of space at Cal Memorial Stadium uh, between uh, the, the lines and the stadium, uh, the, the stands, I should say. It's, it doesn't have a track or anything like that. So they're kind of crowded down at that end of the 
field of the stadium. And then a lot of people, as this play was unfolding, thought it was over. Like they just, you know, they, there were it's kind of a chain reaction where somebody thought uh, the play was over. So people started coming onto the field. There were, you know, there were Stanford players on the field who should not have been. I don't know how many Stanford players were actually on the field during the play, but it's, it's a lot more than 11. Yeah, it's 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 a hot mess. It's so much fun to watch. It's on ESPN Plus, and I encourage all of you to watch it because it really is incredibly well done. As everything that you do is well done. Speaking of well done, how's that oh, for? Boy. That's a really good segue. Nice. Thank you. Um, that Sprinter van you were talking about, that smokehouse. Jeremy, how did yeah. you become such a uh, barbecue aficionado? For anybody who's really oh, bored right I'm, now. I'm flattered. You're welcome. Um, go to Jeremy Shep, at Jeremy Shep on Instagram, because we have a, a, an array uh, of your best barbecue moments that we have for you. And this is what we're showing oh, really? is tenderloin on the, on the egg something or other. I mean, Jeremy, when did you become a barbecue guy? Well, you know, I, when I moved to the suburbs, right, uh, you know, I wasn't a barbecue guy in the city. It would have been difficult. Um, but, in Midtown? Uh, out the window? About it. It, would have, it would have been tough. <laughs> Probably would have been against code. But but when I moved to the suburbs, you know, in my 40s, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a rite of passage, right? You get a barbecue. The first thing that, you know, I bought uh, when, when I moved out of the city was a barbecue. And... And, uh, you know, it's just uh, one of these, some people have more healthy hobbies. You know, they might jog or, I don't know, someone go to the gym. I barbecue. Your dad wrote books and you barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I find it therapeutic. And I'm not saying that I'm any good at it. I mean, I'll have to let other people judge. Um, But, you know, I, I do take pride in it. You know, I like to, you know, feed people. I like I like people to enjoy their meals, and you know I, I think I have uh, I, I I think I have a good sense uh, of um, recipes that will work, and that's really the key. I mean, after you spend thirty or forty hours, you know, watching YouTube videos, you need to be able to figure out which ones are going to work for you. And and I've you know I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I I do a lot of fish. I do a lot of meats. I haven't really done a lot of vegetables. I guess I should do that too, but it doesn't interest me as much. But I'm willing to learn. Is that like and the I, Al Michael? The Al Michael's next response. Time, next time you're in town. Yeah, the Al Michael's response. No vegetables. I thought it was. It's no green vegetables, technically, isn't it? He doesn't like any vegetables. I, thought, at all. I could be wrong. No, but I thought it was green vegetables. Maybe is it really no vegetables? Period. He really doesn't like any vegetables. It's green, which but is the, like the, 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 the tubers can't count, right? Like like he eats like potato. That's like a starch. That's not a potato. Hold on. Chris Brockman's got a question potato about a World Cup. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Wait, on. Is potato a vegetable? Potato's a, uh, a, it's a, legume. It's a starch. A I thought it's a legume. Look it up. No, a potato is not a legume. It's a uh, tuber. Beans are legumes. It's a tuber. Uh, beans are legumes. Oh. Uh, I think technically peanuts are legumes, but they, no, not potatoes. They're root vegetables. Actual sports question uh, for you, Jeremy. <laughs> How big of a disaster is the World Cup and Cutter going to be? See, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, honestly. 
a disaster in what sense? I mean, I, you know, I just in sense that they're, they're, they're not letting people take pictures They're They've banned the alcohol sales. It just seems like, yeah, it's a you know, government I, run I organi- know, you, you know, know, the, the, I saw the beer thing, uh, this morning, uh, trying to figure that out. Um, you know, the, there's the way, um, the way the tournament is run. I, I mean, you know, they've been preparing for this for a very long time, 12 years. I mean, the fact that this happens on the eve of the tournament with the beer thing, you know, that's, that's weird, right? Like you would Very think the decision strange. would have been made one way or the other by now after 12 years. I don't know exactly how that happened. Um, you know, in terms of the way that they've, you know, if you're talking about the infrastructure, the logistics, I would expect it to end up being well run. In terms of the way that um, people are allowed to communicate, that um, the press is allowed to express itself. Uh, yeah, those are all open questions. And, and, you know, what we've seen the last few days is troubling. Yeah, I, this is going to be, it starts on Sunday. It's going to be a head-scratcher to see what comes down. But you have to wonder if FIFA, uh, who's running the show here? You mean FIFA or, or the, the committee, the mm-hmm, host, mm-hmm. host country? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know... It, Ultimately, you know, FIFA is soccer's global governing body. And even when they award the rights, you know, it, it's not like they're taking over the country, right? You know, they, they are guests of Qatar. And, um, and, and as such, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're not the ones who make the final decisions. Nope, they're not. But I'm deciding to sit at your table, Jeremy. I'm going to make the sojourn out to the Connecticut suburbs to see you. You'll never unless you're in the suburbs. No, I won't. I won't. You're right. But I'll see you in the city. Okay, I'll see you in the city. Thanks for calling in. And Thank you know, you. you can always call me. My phone does ring from time to time. I, I think I remember the number, but I probably shouldn't say it on the air. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks, Susie. Goodbye, Chapois. I mean, always, always reliable for a, an interesting conversation, I think, anyway. I mean, I know everyone was curious about how he would transform her, his Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. And I do think that's a great idea. How about smoking it up with Jeremy Schaap? And he could take a Sprinter van around and drive around and barbecue in people's backyards, like show up unexpectedly. Don't you think that'd be a great show? I do. Yeah, I think Sprinter Van is missing out on a lot of stuff they could be doing. Like, we could have a decked out Sprinter Van up at SoFi Brockman on a Sunday, like doing a little show stuff. Yeah, I mean, we could be I doing a lot. That, you think that's a joke. I don't think that's funny. I think I don't Mercedes think Benz Sprinter, we're talking about developing this brand with yeah. you. No, 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 it's not a joke. I'm being dead yeah. serious. Well, there should be a Rich Eisen show Sprinter Van. We should be up at SoFi. For home games, doing, you know, little things up there. Everything. We so what we should everything. do is get a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, get that $350 bottle of Jordan tequila, <laughs> put it in the Sprinter van, deck it out like sick. Yeah. And you guys up. could sit in there and greet fans on Sundays. Yeah. I love this. this is a great do idea. little remotes from the games. We go around town. Look, me and Brockman, I mean, I have more time in the afternoon than he does, but we got some free time after You'd the show. have to leave your house. I'd be willing to do so in the Sprinter van. All right. I'm on it. I have to do everything. I didn't hear that drop, Jason, because you made a drop while I was talking. Well, you don't really stop. Well, well, you know. Wow. Squad goals. Wow. Wow. Separate you guys. Well, just cut his mic off. But shouldn't we have the Ed O'Neill drop now? (laughs) my own mic. Is that it? (laughs) Yeah. See, he's he's trying to get himself over and he's missing drops. Is that it? There you go. 
when Ed said that, it, 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 I, I literally was like deer in the headlights. I'm like, oh God, did we disappoint him? That was one I don't of the want best to disappoint Ed O'Neill. <laughs> that was really that, that threw me. I mean, I, I could. It didn't even come out of a weird place. He legitimately was like, "What? So is that it? Are we done?" Or I know. I was. I thought, "Oh no, I'm disappointing Ed O'Neill." All right, we're going to take a quick break. We have Marshall Falk calling in top of the hour. We still have J.J. Watt. We have a lot to discuss. We have a, uh, what's the segment again, the drop that you like, uh, Chris Brackman? What's more likely? Well, Don't you have a Susie edition of what's more likely? Well, Probably we, won't we kind of combine them with Rich because no, fine. we're running out of time. Don't you have something good today, TJ? I think you do. Well, I don't, but Brother Jefferson does. Oh, of course. Amen. Let us play. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, much more Rich Eisen show ahead. You just redeemed yourself, Jason. Don't go Jason. anywhere. Ah, Don't no. go anywhere. Where are you going? Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, Five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number. Let's go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. You. How are you? Uh, I was one of the lucky ones that actually got Taylor Swift tickets, and I sent the proof to Brockman yesterday. I spent five and a half hours online on Tuesday to get tickets for my girlfriend to go to Atlanta. You are a good boyfriend. Well played. And I spent more money on Taylor Swift tickets than I've ever spent on any uh, ticket in my life. Wow. Wow. Can you name three Taylor Swift songs? (laughs) Uh, nope. love story, um, anti-hero because it's on all the time now. Okay. And no, I yeah. cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you are, you are the greatest. Thank you so much well for calling. Done. I would be really struggling well by the way to name three. I've got, I've got shake it off. I've yeah, got the, I've the new, of. it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. And then I might confuse some more with Katy Perry. Like, let me think. Oh. Let's, let's if you go. gave me a thousand bucks, the only song I could name was "Shake It Off." Shake it off. I mean, because um, by the way, I'm from New England. My mantra is "Shake it off." You're you're bleeding. Shake, shake it, it off. You're fine. Put some uh, tussin on it. Up. Right, Jimmy in San Antonio. What do you have, Jimmy? Como estas, señora? Todo bien, gracias. Como estas con tú? 
Oh, no, muchacho. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking whiskey. You're drinking mimosas. We're the same. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I like your speed. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you got? You want to drop a brand on us? What are, what are you drinking right now? Happy no, you don't. I, I drink cheap stuff. Uh, I work in the business. And I'm on radio, so I can't afford the good stuff. What was the Amen, stuff that brother? Dan Patrick you know, we are also brought up on yesterday? Radio, no, the J- the Dan Pat the Pappy Von Winkle is Pappy Von not Winkle. cheap. People. Really, not cheap. Now, Google it. I'll be honest. I will. I, I'm single, so I have money. Um, I will. Splurge, <laughs> and if I can find Pappy Van Winkle, I, I'd buy it. I, I'd splurge for that. I would buy it for the name alone. What a ridiculous well, name! I love it. Suze, I wanted to ask you a question. Best mom ever. Reservation maker master, are you able to imitate Rich's voice when he talks to the dogs? He's more like, uh, hold on, let me think. Let me let me channel. Hold on, because you know he hasn't shared that. Hi D, hi D. <laughs> That's the one on the left, and the other one will say, uh, let me think. See, Dylan's easy because we we call her D, and like the new song is like, Hello. hi, it's D. She's the problem. It's D. Um, but for Wagus, for Halo, the one on the right, he'd be like, Halo, 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 Halo. He goes up a register talking to the dogs. I'm not going to lie. He's a really mushy guy. I tell you this all the time. He's a mushy guy, he, Jimmy. He's much nicer than me. I, my dog's in front of me. She's 14. And Ooh. I tell her, no, you have enough food and water. All the other dogs in the neighborhood are the same. Stop it. No, you give her treats. She deserves them. Her treats are her joint pills because she's 14. <laughs> I'll take her, okay, Doug. Thank so, you so much. Uh, thanks so much for calling in, Jimmy. I appreciate it. We're going to close out the second hour with fantasy gospel according to uh, Brother TJ. Rise up. The fantasy church is open. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. We are here. And we got Sister Susie in the building today, Sister Susie. So I want to say, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for coming and sitting in with us at the church today. We got Sister Cece in the back. We got Brother Brockman and we got Father Feller today. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to get you ready for the fantasy week 11. And this are the players that you should not start. No, 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 Sister Susie. You see, these are the players that you should have. Have a seat on the pew next to you on Sunday because they are not him. I said they are not him. And that's right. DeAndre Swift of the Giants. He is not him this week. Uh, He's been at 10 total touches or less, Brockman. For the last few weeks in that Chicago, he did have six carries, six yards and a touchdown. But it's Jamal Williams. It seems like he's getting the goal line. Seems like he's getting the run. I'd sit uh, DeAndre down. DJ Moore, you know, Baker's coming back and DJ Moore did not play well with Baker at quarterback. He averaged just eight and a half points per game that's if you were in the ppr league and you should be let's be honest i don't like that chris i'm gonna say sit brother Moore down and matthew stafford believe it or not look cooper cup is not playing i don't know what's going on with this rams offense chris and good stafford's barely averaging 13 fantasy points a game so i'm gonna say uh deacon stafford should have a seat on the pew and now for the players that will take you to the land of milk and honey, Sister Susie. Yes, these players are the ones ha, who will take you to the land of glory. And they are Kadarius Tony. All right, of wow. of the of the Chiefs. Think about it, Chris. I like that. Juju had a concussion. He got what we call viceroy last week. That was awful. Marco um, Hardman, I think he had a little issue. So. Kadarius had his first touchdown last week, a little hopscotch into the end zone. I like that. And he's got the best quarterback in football. Kadarius, Tony, should be a start for you. The Saints D. I just talked about the Rams, right? 
I think the Saints, they are going to feast this week, and I, I like them as a start. And Cole Komet has been on fire ever since Chris Brockman dropped him in his fantasy league. <laughs> He's got five touchdowns the last two weeks, and the Falcons have allowed seven tight ends to score at least 10 fantasy points this game. Brother Kometa, he will lead you to the land of milk and honey this week, I predict. And now, header gut, Susie. Header gut is what we do, is we take a look at something. We go, we're either going to look at the stats or we're going to go with our gut. For this week, I can't believe this, but Deacon Daniel Jones, I'm going to tell you to start Deacon Jones against the Lions because he's rushed for at least 20 yards in eight of his nine starts, 21 fantasy points in two of his last three games. And five quarterbacks have run for over or scored over 22 fantasy points against the Lions. Daniel Jones, sneaky good pick. I don't want to take your sneaky good games, but he's a sneaky good pick. I'd say start him and also show them the way. There's just some guys you need to pick up off the wire if they're there. Get them on your team. Trey McBride for the Cardinals. He's a new tight end one. Uh, Deshaun Watson's coming back, folks. And if you got some quarterback issue, pick him up. And Jameson Williams, the, the rookie from Detroit, I think he's cleared this week. He should be ready to go. And those are the players that will lead you down the land, down the path of milk and honey, lead you down the path of righteousness. And everybody, can I get an amen? Amen. Let us play. That was beautifully done. Thank you, Beautiful. sister. And, and sister Susie in the house. I'm going to give you a chance to rest your throat <laughs> Thank you for after the that. Marshall Falk, uh, we come back in the third hour, as well as J.J. Watt. Don't go anywhere. So still on Roku, and I have to tell you something. I got distracted for a minute during your, and no offense, I was tuned out because I don't play fantasy sometimes. (laughs) Please don't call me Father Feller again. Father Feller, that was. Are you brother Feller? I'm good brother. But father maybe sounds a little. It's like alliteration, alliteration. Yeah, I just avoid that title though. Uh, you want to be Daddy Feller? Feller, you know, again. Big, wait, what about Big Daddy Feller? <laughs> All right, that works. This guy, I'm I mean, back. we're going to have to have a talk after the show again with this guy, I think. So he, you didn't ask me why I was distracted and why I Well, I figured out. you were going to tell us. The American Music Awards, I guess, is Sunday. Mm-hmm. I want to watch the Lionel Richie part of it. Is that wrong? Well, I'm I'm going to be focused on that. There's nothing wrong with that at I all. Love it's Lionel, Lionel Richie. Richie. All night I long. I love Lionel Richie. Especially to play some Commodores in there. The other option is Sunday night is um, Elton John at Dodger Stadium. Do I make Rich have a 4 a.m. wake up and then drag him to Dodger Stadium as well? Oh, man. Wow. Is that asking too much That's, I for mean, a guy who's sick? He's not feeling well. He's got the mung. As right, you he's say. got the mung. Yeah. It's the last. It, it, this is it, though, right? For Elton, this he's is it. like this done, is, done. This is it. And he he's loves done. Elton next John. Time, Chris. He's done, done, though. Done. And he loves Elton John. Dodger Stadium. Hey, anybody at Dodger Stadium got seats inside oh, for you a, a couple of pals? No. Oh, okay. Well, that should make the, that should make the choice a little bit easier. <laughs> Dan Patrick said, go on TV market. and say what you want. So, hey, did anybody have two extra tickets for a hey, uh, Susie, suite at Dodger Stadium on Sunday? That is true. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted some Jordans up for the longest, That's and they true. came. So, manifest it. Manifest destiny. Manifest destiny. Manifesting. Yes, Lord. Manifesting.